Hey, functional friends, Bren Vermeyer here. Welcome to the Holistic Savage podcast, where we like to talk about all things related to functional health, including functional medicine, functional fitness, functional spirituality, functional psychology, and basically everything in between. And of course, you can't spell functional without fun. So we like to have a good time on this show. Now, before we get started with introducing today's honored guest, I want to remind you all that the content of this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not at all intended to be a replacement for supervised healthcare. So be sure that you're working proactively with your licensed healthcare provider to make sure that all of your healthcare and medical needs are being met effectively. Of course, if you're interested in our functional services at Metabolic Solutions, you can send us an email at info at metabolicsolutionsllc.com. And of course, visit our website, metabolicsolutionsllc.com. Also, if you love this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you share it with your family and friends, like it, follow us, subscribe, review. It really means the world because ultimately, I believe that the greatest miss involves to teach people how not to need it. And the first step towards change is awareness and then education and empowerment. So that is what my platform is dedicated to. That's what this podcast is dedicated to, is helping educate and empower self-healers around the world so that they can overcome their greatest health objectives. So be sure to subscribe and leave us a positive review and don't forget to share with your loved ones. So without further ado, let's get started with today's guest. Thank you so much for being here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, functional friends, I could not be more excited to introduce our next honored guest. So (sighs) Carrie Jones, Dr. Carrie Jones, the Dr. Carrie Jones, the queen of hormones. If you don't know her, you're missing out. You should know her. Uh, She is truly a remarkable woman and one of my absolute favorite people on this planet. So I want to tell you a little bit about my friendship with Carrie Jones, and then I will read her official bio before we get started with today's amazing episode. But Carrie is really the first person in the functional medicine industry that I befriended. Uh, I remember it was back in, in 2018, we had connected on social media. Uh, I was working for a company that collaborates with Precision Analyticals. So I was the director of that organization and she's the medical director for Precision Analyticals. So uh, in that way, I got to connect with her in a professional and then more kind of personal friendly manner. So we connected on social media, we were connected through work. Uh, We became kind of social media, internet friends. And that was all leading up to a conference in fall of 2018 that we were both gonna be at. And and I will very humbly admit, I had, I still to this day have, you know, the biggest crush on Carrie Jones. And so I was so excited uh, chatting with her on Instagram and letting her know like, hey, Carrie, like I get to introduce you for the upcoming conference and I can't wait to finally meet you in person, so on and so forth. Uh, I'll, I'll share the picture of her and I at that event. We look like babies and it's crazy to think that that was already over three years ago. The, the time really just flies. And you know, the funny thing is, they say that you shouldn't meet your idols. 
And I didn't really understand why they say that until I kind of did my rounds through the industry and I met a lot of people that I did idolize and I did put on pedestals. And, uh, you know, I, I have to keep it honest, keep it real. I came to learn the meaning of that phrase that you shouldn't meet your idols uh, because I, I would say, you know, kind of 50-50, sometimes it's really disappointing to, to be honest and, and to keep it real. Um, and I say that because when it comes to Carrie Jones, she is just as amazing, if not even more amazing in real life as she seems to be through the internet. You know, if you follow her on social media, she's a wealth of knowledge. She has amazing energy. She's so kind. She's so thoughtful. She's so sweet. She's so generous. And I can tell you firsthand that she is just as amazing of a friend as, as you would think that she really is. She really does live up to her name. And, uh, and, and that's really not the average. Uh, usually I, I find people kind of it kind of feels a little disappointing in, in a lot of ways when you meet some of the people. But with Carrie Jones, she exceeds expectations in every way you can imagine. And she really is one of my dearest friends. I'm so glad that she was one of my first friends in the functional medicine space because what a hell of a friend to have. You know, she'll, she'll be that person that always has your back, uh, will always go above and beyond, will we'll listen to you, will support you. I can't tell you, you know, Carrie Jones, she's, she's such an amazing ambassador for the naturopathic medicine and, and functional medicine and holistic health space. And something that she always preaches is friends support friends. And I want to speak to that for a second. And I'm, I'm saying all of this in the introduction because I know if I if I said it directly to Carrie in the podcast, she might tear up a little bit and I don't want to embarrass her too much. But, um, you know, the reality is in probably any industry, I can I can really only speak for, for my industry, the industry I have experience in. I imagine it's probably the same in every industry though. Anytime that you mix a lot of money, you mix fame, and you mix human ego together, it's kind of a, a recipe for uh, an egocentric mess, to be honest. And uh, unfortunately, my industry has that. Uh, I, I don't, I kind of don't think any industry is really immune to that. I think that's just human nature when you mix human ego with, with money and, and uh, fame of, of some degree. And so, Unfortunately, not everybody is really very supportive. Um, I'm, I'm being very careful with my words right now. I've had a lot of amazing people on my podcast and there's not really a single episode that I regret, but I can't say that the support, the friendliness, the warmth and the reciprocity was always what I think it should be. Uh, I have a lot of strong core values, honor, integrity, humility, compassion, generosity, perseverance, so on and so forth. This isn't about me, but my point being, I do believe that there is a right and a wrong. I do believe that there is a right way to forge your career and try to change the world. And I think there's the wrong way to do it. And unfortunately, especially when it comes to social media and who has the bigger platform and who's got more followers and who's more Insta-famous and all this egocentric bullshit, I'll just say it, I'm getting a little heated. 
there's a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of people that it's smoke and mirrors. They use you as much as they as much as they can get away with. Uh, you know, you try to support them and they don't do anything to return the favor. It's not reciprocal. And I'll just cut myself off there because I don't want to go on like a negative tangent. But this is what makes this is one of many things that makes Carrie so damn exceptional and amazing. You'll hear her say it all the time. If you get close enough to her and spend enough time around her, you'll hear her say all the time, friends support friends. And I don't think that's ever been needed more in the world today. We live in very polarized times. We live in very chaotic times, very uh, divisive times. Never more has the world needed to come back together in unity. You know, what's the, what's the antidote to chaos and polarization and divisiveness? Unity, right? Unity and love. That is the only way forward. And I feel from the depths of my soul that Carrie really embodies that. I can't tell you how many times Carrie has, you know, gotten up early to come listen to me lecture. Just in uh, February of 2020, New York City, IHS, I had an early morning breakfast uh, presentation lecture on mold at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time before the main conference really even began. And you better believe that she got up and she was there, you know, right, right there in the heart of the crowd, there to support me, there, there to cheer me on. She, she attends every lecture that we're that we're when we're at the same event and and i certainly return the favors so she's such a amazing ambassador for naturopathic medicine functional medicine holistic health and just humanity at large so it's such an honor to be able to call her a friend i i couldn't have more love for her um and uh i think i have pretty thoroughly uh introduced carrie on a personal level so now allow me to introduce Carrie officially with her official bio here. So Dr. Carrie Jones is an internationally recognized speaker, consultant, and educator on the topic of women's health and hormones. Dr. Jones graduated from the National University of Natural Medicine in Portland, Oregon, where she also completed a two-year residency in women's health, hormones, and endocrinology. Later, she graduated from Grand Canyon University's Master of Public Health program. Recently, Dr. Jones became board certified through the American Board of Naturopathic Endocrinology. She was adjunct faculty for many years, teaching gynecology and advanced endocrinology and fertility. While in practice, Dr. Jones served as medical director for two large integrative clinics in Portland. She is currently the medical director for Precision Analytical Incorporated, the makers of the Dutch test. What you what you know about that Dutch test? What you know about rolling down in the Dutch when your brain goes? Wow, man, I could have you know if I actually had thought that one through, I could have really rolled with that a little bit. Rolling down in the deep astronaut in the ocean. All right, without further ado, let's get started with today's amazing episode on your mental health and hormones with Dr. Carrie Jones, my favorite of all time, the greatest of all time. All right, here we go, gang. Thanks for being here.
everybody, welcome back to the Holistic Savage Podcast. Where we like to talk about all things related to functional health, including functional medicine, functional fitness, functional spirituality, and functional psychology. So, we have one of my favorite people on this earth, returning guest, Hormone Queen Superstar, the one and only, Carrie Jones. Carrie, I've missed you. I really just scheduled this so I could talk to you for like an hour, hour and a half. How are you doing? Oh my gosh. I, all morning, as I was saying prior to going live, I, uh, today was not my day, but I was so excited to know that we were talking on your podcast so I could see your face and we could just hang out and talk. So I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, no, me, me too. It's been a very trippy past year. We won't even go into that, but it was, you know, it was a hard year. Uh, fortunately, it gave people like us time to cultivate our online stuff. You just hit 100,000. That's a huge milestone. Big yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you on Instagram. It's been a, a super, you know, ups, downs, challenges, but mostly a lot of fun. Mostly a lot of fun. I meet yeah. the most interesting, the most fun, the coolest people um, on Instagram. So I love that part. Yeah, no, it's been fun to watch. You have been doing a kick-ass job with it for a long time. And, you know, the, the Instagram game, that's a huge thing. And there's there's really no, um, like, secret. It's just a lot of consistent engagement and <laughs> yeah. high quality. And you've got to have your thing that you're nailing and nobody else is. So, um, you know, watching you has given me a lot of inspiration and hope and, uh, you've got it dialed in though, man, yeah. watching you, you definitely, you have a, you have a strategy and it, and your education, it's working. Yeah. Well, great. You know, honestly, that's where kudos to you. Cause I, you know, I, I really was looking at, I'm like, okay, you know what Carrie and Nicole do really, really well is it's consistent. The look and feel is consistent. Um, and it's a uh, progressive series, right? Because if it's random, it just doesn't get the same traction. But if you're kind of consistently like, you know, it builds off itself that keeps yeah. them engaged. And so, you know, I, I definitely learned a lot from, from watching you, but you're way nice. Like you engage <laughs> with them, like you're on your, I see your face. Whereas me, I'm just like, I'm going to put up my post and hide. <laughs> But you shouldn't. You shouldn't because people, well, one, people love to see your face and two, you are also super entertaining and so they want to hear from you. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate We're like, go to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate I, I I need to. I need to show, show the, the hairy mug on there a little bit. <laughs> we'll get there. But uh, congratulations. It's Thank you. Deserved and, you know, it's. Um, I was just saying to another friend, I was like, uh, with Jill, Jill Carnahan, I was chatting with her and I was like, yeah, because we're talking about like, hey, you want to, we're going to Florida this weekend and we were talking about like, hey, we should go to Portland and see all the people. Uh, and I was telling her, I was like, Carrie was like the first friend I made in this industry. She's, she's one of my best, closest friends. Like, you're just a rock star of a person. You're, you're an ambassador, you're a leader in the industry, you're an expert in your realm, but on top of that, you're just a magical, magical human. And I, I know that all of your followers feel that, and, and that's why it's it's so great to have you back on this podcast. Oh, Brendan. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like start crying. Like that's so sweet. Oh, Thank mean, you. Thank you from my heart. No, I, I really I mean it. I um I've kind of got something I've noticed over the years, and I, you know, this might be a nice way to start a conversation about mental health, but I think like we were saying um, off screen of like, if you don't express it, you depress it. And I, I find so often in today's world, 
I don't know what it is. I, I think sometimes people, I think a lot of people maybe are not fully emotionally available or maybe emotionally stunted or emotional, emotionally constipated, as I like to call it. Um, <laughs> but either way, I'm like, I don't think our society does a great job of expressing our love and admiration for one another's. And I don't fully know why that is. I, again, I think people just kind of get weird and uncomfortable around um, emotion, but it's like, you got to tell people, like, if you care about them, let them know. If you're proud of them, let them know. It just, right. um, so often, you, and, and we live in this weird world where it's like, okay, we're uh, projecting our avatars and we've got the thousands of followers, but how often are we actually engaging in like a meaningful, energetic, heartfelt, right. sincere exchange? So. You know, it's interesting when you were saying that I was thinking back to two conversations actually with kids um, and I think, you know, we learn a lot about emotional maturity, emotional intelligence, mental health um, growing up, right? We either learn it on our own, we learn it watching from our friend groups, we learn it from our parents, we learn it from maybe people who are pseudo parents in our life and I remember um, there was a teenager who she was, she has a lot to do in our life and she said, she said, you know, I didn't know couples were, could be or would be affectionate and could communicate or could argue and talk it out until like watching you and your husband because what she grew up in was very, very different and she thought that was normal. And so she said, I, it was, it's been really nice to watch you to watch what, what, a, what a couple maybe could or should or just other options as opposed to shut off cold, you know, fighting all the time. Um, that's what she learned was normal growing up. And I thought, man, that had never not dawned on me. I, I'm aware of it. Um, but to have somebody close to me point that out to me and say, oh, I didn't grow up with that. I didn't know, like, when I get in relationships as a teenager heading into my 20s, what to do. I was going to do this other thing over here because that's what I learned was normal and watching you express yourself and communicate and work through um, is important because that's what I want to do when I get into relationships. Now that's just in a relationship couple example, but um, I think the same applies. I love that with uh, what you had said about um, emotional constipation. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, I think people get um, suppressed is, you know, I think they get sort of stuffed down or they get told whatever and they don't learn how to channel their emotions or how to express their emotions or they do and they're not heard and so they just shut it down I mean I think a lot of it goes to how we grow up not even from little kid but even as teenagers we get older um, and I and I think that's really important and having seen patients is pr primarily women um, my whole career I mean I can see it in 40 year olds I can see it in 50 year olds I see it in women who've gone through divorce in their 50s and 60s and then they're like oh my gosh I have to learn how to handle these emotions because I was emotionally this way with my partner and that partner is no longer around and so I like having to relearn some of this stuff and I was like wow why don't they teach this in school? I know. Like, why didn't we get this in elementary school or high school? Yeah, no, you're, you're, we're, we're scratching on some big, powerful stuff there that could easily be its own, you know, very long um, conversation of just emotional availability and the domestication. And I think, I think every young person, like in their, you know, or early adult life, they need to go through that like reality wrecking moment that awakening phase of like wait a second like everything i think i know was 
you know, programmed and domesticated into me. And it's like, these, these are not necessarily my belief systems. They were instilled into me. Like, what kind of reality do I want? And, and I always joke, like, you kind of have to just wreck the whole thing and just like, just start over, build your own new reality and, you know, be whatever magical butterfly you, you really want to be. Uh, and of course, that's where, you know, Nicole with her book about to come out and because she like, holy guacamole, has anybody ever put into like a curriculum, a self-taught curriculum, the arts of like, you know, navigating all of all of those, you know, wounded inner child domestications and faulty self-looning belief systems, right? right. Like, right. you can teach that. But right. to, your, to your point, though, you know, that's something where you so well embody and uh, like exuberate and radiate um, that loving aura, right? And and so that's where, I mean, hey, I've heard a lot of doctors talk on stage about hormones and, you know, very emotionally closed off and monotone and mm -hmm. stoic. And it's like, I, I think there's a lot to be said for the healing capacity when we allow the chi to flow and express the <laughs> yes. love, you know what I mean? Exactly. It also, I mean, I definitely, I'm an extrovert, right? I'm an extrovert, I'm a redhead, well naturally, uh, normally I was born a redhead. Uh, I, I'm a Gemini, like I'm, I'm all the things, so I, I'm emotional before I'm logical. <laughs> so when I talk about hormones, uh, it's that's really how I view the world and that's really how I express and interact and you know, that's how I interact with my friends, it's how I interact interact with my husband, it's how I interact with Dutch, the company I work for. Um, and so that's, and it seems to really help, you know, people are like, gosh, I just really like the way that you teach, I really like the way that you say that, I really like, you know, and I'm like, because I, I don't know any other way, you know, if somebody said, can you tone it down to be professional, it's like, ugh. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> I don't know, I'm pretty, I'm kind of emotional, so yeah. I get all excited and I talk fast and I, you know, sometimes swear inappropriately and, you know, this, it just makes it easier. And so that's just like you said, like, I feel like that's what comes through. That's how I channel when I talk through hormones. But I do recognize, um, you know, there are a lot of people not like that at all. And and that can be very overwhelming to them. They, I, they're very, they're much more on the introverted scale. They have a hard time connecting with their emotions. Um, you know, and then to the title of this whole podcast, then you put hormones on top of it, and it can be a really tough struggle in life. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely, and and you know, it's it's allowing your authenticity, being uh, being brave enough to let your authenticity shine through, or whatever it is, or just not giving the fudge uh, a big mutant. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's like well, to be anything less than authentic costs energy. Energy, as as far as that's kind of my take on it, is like. To suppress or repress your authenticity, it's like you have to, you know, you have to use ATP. You have to use energy to like not be authentic. So you gotta just, just gotta. But on the flip side, you have to have ATP to, to do it in the first place, right? Like you right? have to have the cortisol to do it in the first place. You have to have the hormones in the first place to give you the energy to be authentic, to be out there, to to accomplish your goals and dreams, and so. It can go both ways. You can take a lot of energy to suppress who you are, and you can not have the energy to express who you are. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. I was talking to a friend of mine who said to me, I, I, like, where did I go? Like, 10 years ago, I was out, outgoing, and I was spontaneous, and I was fun, and I was funny. And 10 years later, I feel bogged down by life, and I have all these 
responsibilities and I have two jobs and I have a family and and it's now the pandemic and it's it's like never ending and I don't feel like I get to have a lot of fun anymore and I always say no and I'm not big on spontaneity and 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 she recognizes this she's like what happened to me where like where did I go and I don't have it she's like I don't have the energy I don't have the energy to be spontaneous I don't want to I'm like I think that's more common than we think and now now what we're struggling with so much is burnout right we have so much of the world that's struggling with burnout, um, that it's it's real. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that huge connection you just made. I mean, we're, we're talking about psychology and personality and social interaction, but then you just directly, you know, because I mean, that, <clears throat> I don't think I've actually explained this, but my whole like little yin-yang brain thing that I have on my uh, my Instagram post, that's what that, that yin-yang brain represents is kind of the, the psychology, the physiology, and it's like we can't, we can't deny that because if we are, if we're talking about like social behavior, it's like, well, yeah, but like if your mitochondria or your hormones or whatever it is are super tanked out, like you're not showing up as your authentic self. Your machinery is off. And right. and we kind of have to like break down the, the milieu of it's like, well, you've got the psychological factors and the physiological and it's like, where is a self healer to even begin? So Right, right. And we see all these like hashtag self heal or, you know, self care, hashtag self care. People yeah. are like, I don't even, honey, I don't even have the energy for that. Like, yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, self-care is like not whipping myself to get off, you know, the, the bed or whatever, but... Right, 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 busy, right. What's that quote that I see all the time? Busy is not a badge of honor. Burnout is not a badge of honor. I'm like, yeah, but I'm 100% just as guilty, for sure. It's something I have to talk myself down on all the time. Um, but it is, it's a driving force in our society, you know, to go, to do, to achieve, to burn out. Yeah. Yeah. And do all the things and it's and then and then look at us look at us now <laughs> yeah i know you know it's like uh, i don't think zebras get ulcers we should we should right. like <laughs> we should be like zebras more maybe we should read that book or something so right right um, well let's talk about that a little bit so you know i just i i just the word on the street aka that you, you just told me a few minutes ago you're you're talking about uh mitochondria at the naturopathic conference mm -hmm. and you know, we all love you as the hormone queen. So, um, hormones. <laughs> but they're tied. They're tied yeah. together. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They seem to be. It's almost like yeah. things connected. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's, it is weird. Um, so, hormones and mental health. Uh, do you think there's a connection there? Do you think there's an association there? Oh, I've read a little bit of literature. Seems to be. Seems yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a huge connection. Huge connection. Oh my gosh, hormones. All the hormones they have a massive impact. Um, on everything in the body, including our mental health, including what happens in the brain, including our neurotransmitters, including the, the neurotransmitters that are out in the periphery as opposed to up in the brain. Uh, absolutely, they do. I mean, even just a, a super, a super cl like classic example we hear all the time in functional medicine, anxiety. Why is a woman, as she gets closer to perimenopause and menopause, does her anxiety go up? Does she feel a little more restless? maybe a little less filtery, she just says what she means, um, which is not always a bad thing. One of the reasons, there are many, one of the reasons that she's losing progesterone, and when you, as a woman, when we make progesterone, one of progesterone's breakdown products can cross the blood-brain barrier and touch on GABA. GABA is our calming, soothing, relaxing neurotransmitter in the brain. So if you touch on that receptor, you feel calm, essentially. Really, really simple. 
So as women are headed closer to menopause and they're not making progesterone like they used to in their younger years, they're more prone to anxiety. So now she goes to her doctor and she says, I don't get it, I'm 45, I'm anxious all the time, I don't really sleep, and what do they do? They're like, yeah, here's Xanax, right? Here's, here's Zolpidem for sleep. Here's, you know, here's Tylenol PM, here's an antidepressant, you'll be fine. When really, really, it's possible because of this transition, this hormonal transition in this one example, it's it, it's progesterone. I mean, we could do we could do other things. She's not. It's not an, necessarily an anti-anxiety, not necessarily, um, but it traces back to hormones, and that's just one of many examples. And when I say this to women, they're like, "Are you kidding me? I had no idea." You know, like, really? That's what that hormone did. It's like men. I ask women, and it's in a, men of the same age. You know, men of the same age. Are you grumpier? Are you more depressed? Are you less motivated and less focused? Could be your testosterone plays a big role you know and 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 we men think oh testosterone erection right testosterone fertility um but they don't think oh testosterone no testosterone grumpy <laughs> you know angry uh depressed you know unmotivated um and so it's hormones play a big role it sure seems like it. It sure. It sure, it sure seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, I love it. I, I, I've been around a lot of a lot of women. That I'm like, wow, you're really anxious. Like, I wonder what your Dutch test looks like. I bet I could, <laughs> I, bet I could guess. I know. <laughs> I know. And even estrogen. It's we women can't win with estrogen. Well, men too. But let's talk about women because it's just we have more of it. Totally. Um, high or low estrogen affects our brain chemicals. So if you don't cycle. Let's say you have what's called amenorrhea, so you don't get a you don't get a period, or maybe you're menopausal, and you're like, gosh, why am I more sad, more depressed, more blah? Well, we need estrogen to stimulate the the uh, enzyme that makes serotonin. But on the flip side, if you have a lot of estrogen, let's say you're what they consider like estrogen dominant, PMS and fibroids and tender breasts and heavy periods and endometriosis and all this stuff, more estrogen than you need, having lots of estrogen will divert the pathway, the tryptophan pathway, away from serotonin and down a different pathway. So we, like, women can't win either way, whether we have too little or too much estrogen, it's going to affect our mood. Such a sweet spot. One of the things, it's not the only thing, I don't want people to hang their hat on estrogen, but it is a big thing as a woman when you know, the core of us are kind of our cycle. It's like kind of around our cycle mm -hmm. when it comes to health. When I, you know, I was just, <clears throat> excuse me, chatting with um, one of my students who has a lot of, we were, we were looking at a Dutch test and her, and her cycle mapping and, and all of that. And it's like, you know, hormones are so, especially for women, so tricky. Cause it's like, it's like you're trying to throw a dart and hit a bullseye, but the, the things on a right? <laughs> it's spinning. <laughs> like it's, yeah, and it's spinning. Yeah. You know, and it's on fire, you know. Right, so, absolutely. Flames, yeah. uh, uh, of course, as well. And so we'll, we'll kind of break this down a little bit because it's like, you know, we have all these different types of hormones. We've got our androgens and estrogens and progesterone and cortisol and whatnot. And it gets really complicated. So like with estrogen, something I've been reading into a little bit more, um, you know, because it seems like estrogen is, is uh, at physiological levels like pretty neuroprotective and it has a very, you know, role in 
serotonin receptor expression yeah. and um, it even blocks interleukin-6 I was reading yeah. and has some anti- I'd love for yeah. you to take big, over from Estrogen is important in the immune system. Estrogen is important for the heart. It's important for skin and collagen. It's important for bones. It's important, believe it or not, for lubrication. It's important for so many things. So at physiologic levels, which is of course normal natural in the body as opposed to too low or too high, yeah, estrogen can really be helpful. <laughs> it can be really helpful. And even for dopamine, dopamine we talk about with like motivation and learning, energy, addiction, um, too low or too high of estrogen, just like too low or too high of testosterone can affect a person's um, dopamine in their brain. So hormones really play a big role. And then testosterone seems to well. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all so much for listening to the Holistic Savage podcast. We on the Holistic Savage team all really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help the podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, help get the word out. And now back to the show. <clears throat> Something that seems so it's like you know you, you'll have like the absolute level of a single hormone but then also to kind of like the ratios because something like with you know your your testosterone levels or androgens compared to the estrogens and it's like you know you could have um testosterone levels that are like totally fine mm -hmm. but if your estrogen is like too low or too high in relation to that you you still might manifest as if you had low testosterone even yeah right yeah, like yeah. Stuff, for men or speaking. women, right? For men or women, um, absolutely, absolutely. Women get a lot of the press just because women tend to go to the doctor or our health practitioner, right, over um, the, their, the male in their life. But I want men to understand who are listening to this, like you're just as at risk. You are just as at risk. We have to look at your estrogen too, um, too high of estrogen in men. It's, it's it's depression it's it's weepiness right it's it's unmotiv it's unmotivation uh, just like too low of estrogen in men we have to worry about things like your bone health which you would like think about we talk about bone health in women but bone health in men which I know is not mental health but still men kind of think like oh it's all testosterone all the time and you and I both know like oh no <laughs> no 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 all, all the hormones apply to to everybody it's just a different ratios just like you said. Absolutely. So we'll reverse engineer this a little bit where, you know, it's like I, I, I tend to see a lot of the same <clears throat> kind of patterns over and over. There's just a lot of an estrogen dominance ratio going on, cortisol, who knows what's going on with that. It's just all over the place all the time. You know, thyroid is usually on the like subclinical area where it's like well it's not horrible enough that like a conventional MD is really going to care but you're not really kicking too well so kind of like zooming out a little bit and we'll zoom out zoom in go all over the place what, do you, what would you say you know somebody was like carrie so what's driving all this like what's what's the main thing that's really screwing up all my hormones like why is our entire population so <laughs> Hormonally challenged. Fubar, yeah. <laughs> challenged. Nice Fubar is good though. <laughs> I like Fubar. <laughs> um, honestly, I think it's a multiple layered onion, right? That has to do with this. It's 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 diet, 
but it even backs up to like our agricultural practices. You know, what our soil system is like, the way we take care of our animals, how we grow our plants, what we use on them, fertilizers, pesticides, what have you, what our soil quality, soil quality is. And then the choices we make in diet, it's lifestyle. You know, it's it's our sleeping habits, it's our, it's our um, hydration habits, it's how we handle our stress, it's, it's the environmental toxins that are around us knowingly and unknowingly. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's our genetics, right? That all these things, genetics, as the saying goes, genetics loads the gun, but it's everything else. It's all the other choices that actually pulls the trigger. Meaning you could have the gene for cancer as an example, just to be super generic, um, but it may never fire because you've done all these sort of steps to help reduce the risk of ever activating that, that gene. Or on the flip side, maybe you've done all the things. You smoke and you drink and you, you know, live on Snickers and you sleep at all sorts of odd hours and you're on your screen all the time and you have unhealthy sort of relationships and, um, unhealthy mindset and what have you like you know, we can get to worst case scenario and so I think when we look at all of that our hormones you know our brain is constantly surveying our to see like are we safe enough and are we healthy enough and if not then it makes adjustments if not then it makes adjustments and so that's when it leads to this ongoing hormone challenges that so many people experience and so um, and it's hard it's hard it's hard as a practitioner to watch because some of the stuff is totally in our control. Absolutely. Some of the choices we make, what have you, some of it's not really in our control. Maybe it's out of our budget. And obviously survival is way more important than some of these things that are, you know, high cost. And, and then it's not fair because then why are they high cost? Like why is an organic salad not on the dollar menu? Like that's not fair. Right. And then environmental toxins. Why, why does all this get marketed to us is perfectly safe but yet they're known endocrine disruptors and we don't need more disruption in our, our hormone, our endocrine system. Um, and, but yet we, they're, they're pretty packaged. They're marketed great. They smell amazing. And we bring them into our home, not realizing until we do some digging and, you know, learn some more. And so it's, 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 it's such a big topic and it's so, there's a lot we can do, you know, for the people listening, like there's so much that we can do, but at the same time, um, it, 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 take, it's gonna, it takes a lot of education, but it's that, it's that, it's all of those things at the crux. It's like really big agricultural, pharmaceutical, chemical, bad chemicals that are bad for us. Not all chemicals are bad, um, you know, things. And then at this, and then all the way down to us as, as people, as microscopic people, the choices that we make in our day to day to put in our body that, um, to have around our house, the people that we're with, like that all affects our hormones. We have officially blown the, the lid off. <laughs> I know. Here. It's a big box too. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. But, it, but, and the reason I say this is because, and I'm, you get it all the time. People, what can I do to balance my hormone? What one thing can I take? What magic pill? What herb? Is it B12? Is it ashwagandha? Like, just tell me, I'll take it. And I'm like, look, I swear, I swear to the goddess above, if I had the magic plant that would cure your hormone balance, whatever that is, I would drop ship it across the world for free because it would just make everybody happy and healthy. 
and, and likable and lovable and joyful and let's just do it. But unfortunately, there's not that one, there's no one magic diet. There's no one magic pill. There's no one magic exercise. There's no ma one magic tea or plan for, for everybody. And that's why I point out the big stuff just as much as the little stuff because I want people to know, okay, I can make choices and do the best that I can, um, but some of the stuff is out of my control. But I'm and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna recognize it, but understand it's not a lot. I I can't do a lot about agriculture unless I own my own farm. I do not. I do not ever plan to own a farm. Um, I'm I'm a city mouse, not a country mouse. And so, right, some of these things, like I I just want people to recognize how big it is. But even as an individual person, you can do a lot, a lot to help your hormones, your your daily life, and your mental health. Love it. Don't get overwhelmed. Even though that can be hard for people. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, I'm glad that we're starting with with big picture because <clears throat> a lot of times, like if I'm on a podcast or something, of course, you know, people are wanting to ask me all these like they, what they want to hear from me is the the technical stuff on you know, mental health and, and why their brains are on fire and all of that. And a lot of times before I even, um, you know, start humoring them with the, the technicalities, it's like, look, you know, before we go there, it's like, we are the only living species in existence as far as we know that lives dysbiotically with the natural mm. world. We are the only living species that doesn't live in homeostatic harmony with the natural world. We, right. We're the only species that have abandoned our, our natural, primal, organic uh, roots. And, and so, like even lately on, on the gram, I've been getting, I've been getting a few, you know, people that uh, are kind of like, well, Brendan, you're, you know, telling us about all this scary stuff, but you're not telling us how to solve it. So then this week I'm talking about just sunlight and what sunlight does for you and moving. But, you know, Tina's posted some funny memes about this, and it, there's something to be said for this where, you know, we live in this age of information, and we have this weird cancel culture thing, and it's like, well, everything has to have a bunch of scientific studies behind it, otherwise it couldn't possibly be true, even if it's intuitive or common sense or whatever. Right. And it is weird, right? Like, why... Because that's what people want, right? And, and that's where like functional medicine is kind of a, a paradigm or, or methodology. It's it's a very easy thing to sell, right? Of we're going to run some tests, we're going to identify your root cause, we're going to throw some supplemental darts at that root cause, and then poof, everything goes away. You just get a lot better. And something that just you know, especially with the background in coaching, something I've always found a lot of value in with with running a hormone test, um, you know, a, a Dutch test is uh, it really. It, it forced, I mean, I guess it's all in the interpretation, but um, it forces the dialogue to go back to a, to a much bigger picture about the environment. And it almost kind of begs to ask, like, as, as, a, as a super organism that is the human form, um, you know, are we simply a product of our environment, you know, or is there more to that? Because, and it's probably both, but if we're a product of our environment, we are kind of screwed, right? I mean, right. Uh, if we do nothing about it. Yeah, like I try to even help people understand that and kind of, so that way they're not blaming themselves and putting the yeah. ball right. on themselves. It's like, look, you know, there's this thing called glyphosate, that kind of sucks. There's this thing called EMF and 
we're all just sort of drowning in it every day. Um, and that's without even getting into just the societal culture we've created and the go, go, go and, and whatnot. So it's like where, when you're consulting with somebody like what, where do you, where do you even begin to, to help that person? One of the things you said just earlier was that how, um, you know, there's a lot of maybe pushback if you don't have a lot of um, literature studies, right? Surrounding a suggestion, a thought, a process. And I always tell, again, I primarily see women, but men as well. I always tell women like you are the master of your own body and you live in it 24 seven and have since birth. Therefore, if you do or don't like something, you're right. So even if a study says, for an example, I did a post about magnesium. There are countless studies around magnesium and muscle spasms, brain health, um, bone health, mood, right? Like, I, like I just menstrual health, reproductive health, hormone health, like whatever it is, there's so many studies around magnesium. And I have women that write me and go, every time I try magnesium, I get migraines. It's studied to prevent migraines and they get a headache out of the, the magnesium. And what they get told is, that's not possible. Research says it's not possible. I'm like, <laughs> but to this one person, it this is what happens. Like it just, it just is. And so one of the things they always say to people is, you know, and if you don't know yet, if you're not quite in tune with your body, like just give it some time, you will. It's, but like you will start to, you will start to notice. You will start to know like, this is working for me or, oh no, this isn't working for me. Or a lot of times I will say to somebody, What's a food that you know you shouldn't be eating and you eat it anyway? And usually the answer is fast and furious. You know, usually it's like ice cream or coffee or whatever it is, right? Like bread or I know I shouldn't, but I just love it so much. And so it, it's I, I like just, okay, you just listen to yourself. You first and foremost, you know what's going on just because we don't have a study around it, just because there isn't a four million dollar you know grant going towards the study listen to yourself and then the next thing i talk a lot about are what you talk about the basics people expect high value or excuse me not high value well high value high cost things out of me and I, like cortisol is a great thing i talk about sunshine in the morning Year, since years ago, I heard Dr. Tom Williams talk about the cortisol awakening response. He's kind of like the father. I mean, the cortisol awakening response has been in humans since the dawn of day. But who talked about it originally was Dr. Tom Williams, put it in his book. And I heard him speak, read the book, highlighted the whole thing. And I started talking about it ad nauseum all over the place. And lo and behold, the Graham and all these other people started talking about it too. Like, oh man, she makes a good point. And I'm like, Tom makes a good point. So when you get full spectrum light in the morning when you get sunshine in the morning um doesn't have to be sunshine just 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 some brightness in the morning it helps tell your body to make cortisol and what it does is it helps with setting your circadian rhythm and your circadian rhythm is set and dictated by something called the clock genes just like the clock on your wall and that it lives in your brain and it's set and reset by light and darkness light and darkness that's our biggest and trainers as they call them. So you, I didn't say ashwagandha. I didn't say intermittent fasting, right? I didn't see B12. What I said was light and dark. Those other things are helpful, but they're not the like the big thing. So give them what they want. Give them light in the morning and sleep in darkness at night. Get off your screen at night, wear blue light blocking glasses, which don't have to cost very much money. So 
in your body you have baby clocks in all your glands this means in your testicles and my ovaries in the my pink our pancreases and our um you know adrenal glands we have baby clocks and our baby clocks are looking to our master clock in our brain going we, like when do we like how do we fire when do we fire when do we go like what time is it is it lunchtime yet i feel like it's lunchtime should we go now and so they're always setting off of each other and the clock in the brain so if you're a man or a woman and you have hormonal issues affecting all these symptoms then i like to start with the basics if you can open your window and look outside for five or ten minutes in the morning or spend 20 bucks 30 tops on amazon and get a full spectrum light box and at night, if you can spend, you know, $20, $30, $40 on blue, blue light blocking glasses um, and put them on at night, just that alone can be really helpful with the basics and really help your body, like, remind itself when to release cortisol and when not to. It gets you back in rhythm with the earth, gets you back in rhythm with the sun and the moon, and gets your whole, all your systems, all your rhythms back. And it takes time. It's not overnight. You know, this isn't Amazon. You don't get it in two days. But you it does help eventually if you're consistent and so when you ask where do I start I'm like I start I I've really recognized um, the importance of the basics and the importance of what we can do that's free cheap and easy because mm -hmm. there's a lot of it you don't need to spend you can spend $200 on blue light blocking glasses and there are some super cute and I'm saying this as a girl super cute blue light blocking glasses out there you don't have to <laughs> You know, and they're still cute. <laughs> Just make sure that they're really blue light blocking. When you get them, hold them up to a blue light and make sure that you can't see it. <laughs> no joke, no joke. Yeah. That's how that's how you know. I literally just bought uh you know, I've had a lot of pairs over the years and you know, they keep kinda of getting scratched or broken. <laughs> So I finally just now I bought a hundred dollar, hundred and twenty dollar pair of their um they're like aviators, but they're ah, like yeah. super super dark orange. Look at you trendy. Yeah, I know. So I can't because those are those are actually a sexy enough pair. Like I, I would wear those in public. You know? Yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. Be, you know, I remember um I saw Dr. Ruscio and he was rocking like the seven dollar Uvex that's just like this, <laughs> you know, thick piece of plastic. Yes. I'm like, rock on, yes. bro. Yeah. Like Good for you, man. But um, yeah. no, it's so good to, to hear because something um, that I've experienced and, and I imagine a lot of fellow functional people do, it's like there's a there's a lot of almost kind of pressure that um, people, populace, clients, patients kind of put on us of, of like, okay, well, you're the functional person and I need you to, you know, that that's what they want, right? And it's right. it's a lot of this, and that, that's a huge psychology conversation of, you know, kind of spiritually bypassing and by like bypass all the basics of exactly that. What's that? Mm -hmm. Give me that magical protocol. Mm -hmm. um, and that was kind of weird because especially with my, you know, starting my career in, in fitness and nutrition coaching, and then you know over the years kind of gravitating more into the functional medicine space. And that threw me off because I was like, well, okay, surely we're all on the same page that like, if you're not practicing the sleep hygiene, you're not spending time in nature, you're not laughing, you're not having sex, you're not working out, you're not eating real food, you're not drinking water and only water, then what's the point in any of this? And right. so it kind of threw me off. But, and that's always kind of my advice to people when they start kind of asking these down the rabbit hole, you know, it's like, and I don't want to be mean. Cause I have had that. I have had these people that like, they are the epitome of metabolic syndrome mm. and they're asking these really technical, like, well, but my polymorphism doesn't allow me to convert this to that. And I'm like, Whoa, 
Whoa! Yeah. We a lot of stuff, and I, I think we need... And a lot of what you're saying, a lot of the things that you're posing rhetorically as questions, that's where that, you know, that motivational interviewing of kind of like, well, you know, the, the Dutch test, you know, that's really cool and, you know, showing us all sorts of stuff. So then it's like, let me hold up the mirror of reflection of like, why do you think your cortisol waking in response right. like a flatline zombie? Like, right. Why do you think your melatonin's low? What are you doing at night? Oh, you're on Netflix for hours because you're addicted to all the TV shows while you scroll your phone at the same time. Yeah. At the beginning of, you know, the pandemic, a lot of people were posting about like Tiger King or they're like watching this serial killer, like all the serial killer documentaries, which I can't watch at all because I get scared. Um, and then they couldn't sleep. You know, I mean, we were getting, it, it Dutch, we're getting these, you know, like insomnia, insomnia, insomnia. I'm like, because you stayed up to watch the serial killer documentary till midnight, two in the morning. And, and like, come on, genius. Why do you think you can't sleep? You know? And I actually have said that a few times and people go, oh my gosh, I never put two and two together. I never put, I just, you know, didn't realize that that would really key up my fight or flight system, fight, flight, freeze. And, you know, sort of spin me out of control. Now I can't sleep. Now I'm tired the next day. It's affecting my mental health. It's affecting my hormones. It's affecting, and it's affecting my blood sugar. They don't know it, because, you know, per se, but we know it. We know poor sleep affects your blood sugar and the way you handle blood sugar and your insulin the, the whole next day for a lot of people. And, and then they just, and then it just gets perpetuated. And then blood sugar affects your hormones and your mental health, right? It's just like, everybody just circles back around on one another. Yeah. So I work for a lab. I work for a hormone lab. Full, right? Full, straight up disclosure. And I will tell people, in instances, don't do the Dutch test. You have other stuff to work on first. Save your money. But if people want to, or it is the right thing to do, then while we're waiting for the results to get back, I'm like, all right. While we're waiting for the results to get back, let's. You you told me you drink two cups of water a day, and four cups of coffee and a Red Bull. Like you told me you go to bed at 11, play on your phone for an hour, you know, get up, play on your phone, don't exercise, sit at your desk all day because you work from home, struggling to handle stress. Like let's, let's, let's start with these like baby basics just until we get the results back and let's see what happens. Well, and, and you know, that's a lot of times, um, you know, I'll, I'll kind of, well, yeah, I, I talk a lot of people out of a lot of testing and stuff. <laughs> You know, we do. We like. I totally get it. It like. I. I. There's few things I like more than just looking at people's labs. It's fun for me. I. You know, it's fun. I enjoy it. But I. I'm the first to tell them. My my business partner would vouch for me if like I talk people out of it all the time. And you know, ultimately, what I try to teach people is like, look, there's two reasons to run tests. There's there's clinical data, so we know what the hell is going on, and trying to navigate that efficaciously versus like a coaching tool, a compliance tool, because there's so many tests that like, honestly, from a clinical perspective, you really probably don't need it. Mm -hmm. But from a seeing is believing, a, a coaching compliance yeah. and accountability, yeah. it a- sure works. The data doesn't lie, right. You know, it's like, you know, microbiome testing is super convoluted, but hey, like if, if you need to see that piece of paper to start taking your, your gut health more seriously, mm -hmm. sure, let's, you know, spend that. I was just trying to save you $500, but, um, you know, whatever. Right. Um, but that's a beautiful thing with, with, with hormone balances. Cause yeah, you know, there is, there is no way you can do all the, you know, dim or, or, or tribulus or, you know, whatever, trying to yeah. of the hormones, but. Right. Um, doesn't, doesn't Even the, the 
the microbiome, right? The microbiome is the, the vagus nerve going from the gut up to the brain. Um, one, affects hormones, and men two, mental health, but three, everything in the gut affects your hormones. Everything. Your gut itself, there are bacteria in your gut itself that can actually make hormones. You have, you have bacteria that tear apart hormones so they can get recirculated back into the body. And so even just simple things when women say to me, you know, I have a bowel movement like every other day, every two days. I'm like, whoa, whoa, we need to get you eliminating regularly, um, daily, if not twice a day, because that whole toxin load that is just sitting in your intestines because you don't have a bowel movement every day is getting pulled back into the body. And that's part of the reason, pun intended, you feel like shit, yeah. right? And it's part of the reason the hormones don't feel great because the hormone that was tagged to be excreted, released, detoxed, gets pulled back in because it's just sitting there. It's, it's like a stopped roller coaster that won't go anywhere and people are like, oh, I'm getting out. <laughs> this is dumb, I'm getting out. And so that's what that's what happens in the in the GI tract too. And so just those simple things um, can really be life-changing for a lot of people. I was talking recently, and I, I, I've talked about carrots for a long, long time. So the fiber in, in, in full adult carrots, right? Not baby carrots, baby carrots. Look up how baby carrots are made, it'll gross you out. But, um, right? But like full adult carrots, so organic, raw, washed carrot. Don't peel it, just wash the skin. That fiber helps, um, one, with regular bowel movements, but two, it helps with um, eliminating estrogen properly. And I've absolutely had women say to me, you know what, as I get close to PMS and I'm moody, and you know, I'm sad or depressed or anxious or what have you, I've been eating more carrots as my, my snack, and uh, I've been noticing over my last couple cycles, I'm feeling a lot better. Like it's actually helping, it's getting my bowels moving. It's a great snack alternative compared to chips and um, my hormones feel a little bit better. And I'm like, man, carrots, who knew? Who would've thought? Who would've thought? They're pretty cheap. Yeah. They still get, still get organic, but you know, it's just these, these, these adjustments I think can make rippling effects for a lot of people taking take when you get a coffee cup and you go get you know some coffee to go tea to go starbucks whatever and you have the plastic lid on it and then you drink your hot drink through the plastic lid that's you're drinking that plastic the hot the heat that heat heating up plastic pulls the chemical into the liquid and then you drink it so those plastics are what we call xenoestrogens or endocrine disruptors so what they do is they bind to the estrogen receptor and turn it on so you're ovaries as a woman or the estrogen as a man like man didn't want that on but it didn't matter the like plastic does what it wants it doesn't have to listen to you and so it binds the receptor and turns it on and now you have all the excess estrogen symptoms and you feel like crap and you're moody right and and you're pmsy and your periods are heavy and and your breasts are tender and 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 it's and so I'm like, all right, take take the lid off. Yes, I realize a lot of these cups, the inside is also lined, which is a problem. But we're just you know try to reduce, <laughs> so at least take the lid off or bring your own to-go cup that they uh, fill for you. Um, although I heard in the pandemic that a lot of coffee companies weren't l allowing you to bring your own container, any your own coffee cup anymore. Um, but just like little things like that, you know, we got rid of straws to save the turtles, but it also got rid of like people were drinking hot drinks with straws to not mess up their makeup, their lipstick, to not get coffee stains on their teeth. Um, 
And you would think like, oh yeah, iced coffee, not as bad, it's cold. People were totally drinking hot coffee with a plastic straw. And so now everyone switched to stainless steel. Hey everybody, Brendan Vermeyer here, the owner and founder of the Metabolic Solutions Institute for Functional Health and Fitness Practitioners. I could not be more excited about our upcoming workshop on mastering neuroinflammation and neuroplasticities. If you are struggling with your mental health or you are a practitioner or clinician or coach working with clients and patients struggling with their mental health, I think you'll want to listen up for just a minute or two because I have some important information to share. If you're not familiar with the concept in the science of neuroinflammation, neuroplasticity, excitotoxicity, and what I have coined as microglial activation syndrome, I really think you'll want to consider attending this upcoming workshop. It's going down May 8th, six hours of the best, the best evidence-based education for functional health coaches, functional medicine practitioners, doctors, clinicians of all kinds. Now. You don't have to be a health professional to attend or purchase the workshop. Self-healers are invited. Now, with that said, yes, the information is at a professional medical level. But we're going to be going deep into the molecular mechanisms of understanding exactly what is neuroinflammation in the plethora of factors and root causes that exacerbate and perpetuate neuroinflammation. We're gonna be going deep into what is excitotoxicity and neurotoxicity in the many factors that exacerbate that as well that then feeds right into neuroinflammation. Neuroplasticity has become a very hot subject in the uh, psychological trauma space, the biohacker space, and it really has become a focal point of mental health and psychiatry research. So we're gonna be unraveling all the complexities of neuroplasticity and what we can do to harness the healing power of neuroplasticity and its main neurotrophic factor, BDNF, or brain-derived neurotrophic factor. We are also going to be teasing open and unraveling what I have coined as microglial activation syndrome. Microglia are the innate immune cells of the central nervous system, and microglial dysfunction has been identified as an underlying etiological mechanism associated with every mental illness and neurodegenerative condition currently known to man. It has become a huge focal point of mental health and psychiatric research because we are now seeing that chronic overactivation of microglial cells is really the driving force behind all of these mental illnesses and neurodegenerative conditions. I've been doing my homework. We have hundreds of scientific studies and papers that we are gonna be talking about, digging through. We're gonna talk about all of the psychological, environmental, lifestyle, supplemental, and even pharmaceutical factors that we need to be taking into account to help our clients, patients, and selves not only reclaim, but then optimize their mental health and longevity. I hope to see you there. Now, be sure you get lifetime access to the recordings with your purchase of the workshop. I'd love to see you there live, May 8th, six hours. There's gonna be all sorts of different health professionals there, but even if you can't make it live, you still get lifetime access to the recordings and you also get access 
to the slide deck, which is packed full of so much science, so many research papers, so many clinical pearls talking about all the testing, all the biomarkers, all the supplements, all the pharmaceuticals, all the intervention strategies that you need as a coach, practitioner, clinician, doctor, or self-healer to gain the mental health and reclaim that healthy and optimal way of life that you really deserve. And don't forget everybody to grab the free copy of the Mastering Neuroinflammation Neuroplasticity download that I made. It's about six plus pages of a lot of fundamental information that you need to start decreasing your neuroinflammation and boosting your, your neuroplasticity. So don't forget to grab that free download. If you like the content of that, you're gonna love this workshop and you won't wanna miss it. Can't wait to see you all there. paper, but I, that, that kind of melts in hot coffee. <laughs> you got to be careful. So, um, they need, right. Stain, getting stainless steel drink water, glass, they, these, these little, um, again, free, cheap and easy though. There are next level things to do. So these are great for the people who are maybe new getting into this or maybe haven't heard about this before. Um, again, we're talking about mental health, but because it's a whole cascade effect, it's a domino effect. You, if you're, if you've turned on the estrogen receptor or you've disrupted the cortisol or you've upset the gut, it's just going to domino down and, and the mood and the, and the mental health ties right in. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes me think of this. <clears throat> I've got this, uh, the OG spiritual gangster, Alan Watts. Um, <laughs> and that must have been, I don't know, 50s, 60s, whenever that dude was, was rocking it. Um, but you said we're, we're so tied up in our minds that we've lost our senses. And, mm. um, you know, he also had some famous quotes about, uh, even like through the science of studying nature, we're destroying nature. Right. Mm. And kind of tying back to my whole, you know, humans are the dysbiotic organism of, of this world. And, and, you know, it, it why I bring this up is it, it's interesting again, kind of what you were saying about like, oh, I, you know, where's the research to validate that sort of thing. Um, cause like earlier this week, I, I put a post up about like Shinrin Yoku as, as, mm. as medicine, mm. you know, forest bathing as medicine. Heck yeah. Yeah. It made me sad. Nobody really, like it, it was not one of my better performing posts. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. That's funny. Well, maybe if you would have called it forest bathing, they would have right, maybe started with that instead. Yeah. My husband, I've been in Japan. My husband used to live there and, uh, we, so we are very familiar when you go to the forest there, when you go to the parks there and stuff, they're. It's very popular. Oh, absolutely! You know, you know, for, forest bathing as as medicine, and uh, not a ton of people really respond to that post. But then, you know, the next couple days, I'm talking about like, okay, well, actually, you know, sunlight boosts D3, then serotonin, then BDNF, and it regulates intestinal permeability and brain detox. You know, all these really technical things. And, and don't get me wrong, that that stuff is really cool, but. It just it sometimes kind of begs to to question of like, you know, that's how disconnected our species is from reality. And but the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing is like the science constantly points us back towards nature. It points us back to, you know, more more kind of just primal uh, way of living. And so I, I always joke about this, but I'm not at all joking. I 
I kind of have this whole thing of like return to symbiosis and, and what does that look like? Or like I love Zach Bush and he talks a lot about like, let's be co-creators with mother nature. And so, right. you know, that's the question is what does that world look like? A, a world where, you know, we're, we're instead of Wi-Fi, we're, you know, plugging the computers into the hyphae of the fungal networks of the earth or something. And we're living in tree houses and we have, yes. you know, regenerative agriculture, right? Yes. Cause yes. you know, when but I think it's hard, have you heard that statistic that most people live, spend most of their time within a five mile radius of their house? Have yeah, you heard that yeah, statistic yeah, before, yeah. right? So if you, within five miles of your house, you don't have any outdoor space or nothing accessible, it's not safe, um, then it, it for, for a lot of people, it's outside of their realm to go beyond that five miles. I live in Portland, Oregon. I'm about, from the nearest ski resort or we so we have a mountain but like we have forests leading all the way up there you know for the nearest is it's about an hour hour and 15 i'm an hour and 15 from the beach now i understand you have to have a car it's you know i understand mode of transportation is important but i have absolutely met people who have been like oh i've never been no i've never been to the beach i've lived here my whole life now i can understand if you don't like the beach if you're afraid of the beach like things like that i'm like well but at the forest what about what if you just like went east the, the direct opposite way no mm -mm, no i don't i don't do that no portland is we're very we're a very lucky city we're a very green city we have a lot of trails we have a lot of trees we have a lot of rain but we have a lot of outdoorsy places but when you read these articles of cities walkable cities green cities cities that consciously put green space in for people to enjoy there are a lot that don't there are a lot that don't, or it's hours and hours of driving to try to get anywhere to camp or to walk or, or what have you, or, or people don't even have a backyard. I had a lot in the pandemic. We have a, in our, the house we bought, my husband and I are not gardeners, but we have the people before us happen to be beautiful <laughs> gardeners. So we, we are the byproduct of a beautiful backyard. And I had, I had people that were like, man, you're so lucky. I live in an apartment. I don't even have a balcony. You know, I don't even have anything I can go out to and, and I don't know what to do. I don't, can't get to green space and I think that's really sad so I'm telling the people who can just like you like if you can make it a priority um, if you can because it'll make a world of difference the air is just different the electrons are different I mean it's just all it's it literally is recharging for the body absolutely it'll be really interesting to see like in the coming years some of the the data that we get out of 2020 because it just like you know, uh, 2020, I, I think, was really just the epitome uh, of really just highlighting the faulty way of modern humans. And, and yeah. you know, sometimes... We're not prepared. Not at all. Um, you know, I, I love zooming in to go micro, but sometimes I think, you know, zooming out first or you know, whatever can, can be really helpful because you, you start like, like, you know, for example, I mean, all of our, our functional friends and, and colleagues, like we all kind of have like our niche and our thing that we, we ex expertise in and, and whatnot. Um, but I always tell people, it's like, yeah, but look at what we're all saying in common, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're saying stress less. We're saying, mm -hmm. you know, reduce your toxic burden. We're saying, you know, grow, grow a happy, microbial garden in your body and, and whatnot and so much of that can and that's why like i'm um I, I say this sometimes of like sometimes i feel like functional fitness movement has done more for public health than 
functional medicine in regards to like I you know I, I am a CrossFit coach that's one of my things my credentials I don't really use it anymore but you know you look at what like CrossFit did for the world mm -hmm. of how many thousands or millions of people across the world started eating more paleo started moving mm -hmm. their body functionally with intensity started getting together as a community enjoying camaraderie for for a workout for for a competition right so um and and as much as everybody wants to spend hundreds or thousands well not everybody because not everybody can afford and functional medicine's not very functional if nobody can afford it right but you know it's like if you have the means to afford all the lab testing and all the supplements but you know like uh, without that 90 percent of like do you have friends and community are you connecting emotionally are you you know moving in in nature so um you know i think these types of conversations are really important to sort of like, yeah, we can talk about the receptor activation, but, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. we're missing the mark a little bit in some ways. Yeah, yeah, I would 100%, uh, and I 100% agree with you, this pandemic pointed out those glaring discrepancies, I think, to a lot of people as a population and then as individuals. The number of DMs I got and comments I got from people who said, I live alone. I live alone and this is hard. I don't have a community. I can't get to my community. My community was a community I used to fly to and I can't, you know, I'm not, we're not flying right now and Zoom can only get you so far and FaceTime can only get you so far and and just that piece alone, it it's, does harm to the mental health. You could have started out the pandemic and the greatest mental health and then, you know, six months, nine months feeling trapped and feeling alone and feeling isolated and struggling, it could really do a number. And I think we are seeing it. I'm here, I mean, I'm at least the very least I'm hearing it. I don't know about the research on it, but I see it when people write me mm -hmm. and they tell me their stories. Well, it's like we, you know, I mean, whether it's whether it's eating fake food or living most of our life inside, or, or then you know, with all the regulations, like we're being pushed pushed into the matrix. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that whole movie w was great, and it's like that is just so real. Um, I think I saw like Tina posted a funny meme about this of like it's very apparent which of you have not seen like V for Vendetta yes. <laughs> or WALL-E or you right. know, some of these uh, yeah. kind of dystopian alluding sort of to films and everything. Yeah. But it just kind of all, all hit this head in 2020. So if we were, if you were to create a list, because this is fun, we had, um, we had Jess Petras on. Yes. She's, she's our March episode and you're April. Oh, how um, fun. So by the time that this episode is airing, it'll, you know, we had just done, um, Jess Petros was talking about, um, you know, toxic load and stealth infections and stuff like that. So if Carrie Jones was to create like a, a short list of, you know, the, the major things that are disrupting our, our hormones, the major factors, what would that look like? <laughs> what would what would that be? I know I know Jess's list because um, she posts it uh, quite quite uh, regularly when it comes to that. So um, I think I would well, I guess I should say I remember most of Jess's list, but from somebody who works at a hormone lab and sees what everybody's ticking off on the regular. Um, it, it, like sleep and energy are, like, I can't sleep and I don't have enough energy are probably a, a, a top, which obviously mold 
You're right, mycotoxins, infections, parasites, what have you can contribute to that. But going back to the basics, I would it's it's a lot of basics for me. Um, in addition to um, the critters, right? In addition to the viruses, the mold, the mycotoxins, what have you. So it's it's our lifestyle habits, it's the food we eat, it's the choices we make, it's the people we surround ourselves with or don't. Um, it's the environmental toxins, uh, the toxin load uh, that we have in our house, on our skin, in our shower, right, in, in our gardens. It's those sort of things that are really, I think, really messing up um, our hormones. Our lack of movement, our lack of sweating, I think that those are really big problems for us. I love that. And it, again, it sounds too basic. I get this a lot. Like, oh, that just sounds so basic. But then when I tick through with somebody like, well, how much water do you drink? And what time did you go to bed last night? And did you wake up feeling? You should wake up and feel ready to go. You should go from conscious to alert in 20 to 30 minutes. So what science says. Your cortisol awakening response kicks in in about 20 to 30 minutes of your eyes opening up and light coming in. This means if you say to me, gosh, absolutely not. Are you kidding? I need a couple cups of coffee and about an hour or two to get ready. Your cortisol awakening response is dysfunctional. I don't even need a test. I can already tell you. And that's a problem. And so by addressing these, these common questions can really give me insight as to why your hormones are dysfunctional. It, it, it is, a, is a baseline. And then, and then moving, you know, moving from there, then doing other testing to look at, you know, like what really is the healthier mitochondria, what really is the healthier microbiome, what really is going on with your adrenals, your ovaries, your testicles, and and move from there. Well, that's just, that's what I see. That sounds just too damn simple to be true, though. It's it, it it I know, and it's frustrating because people want to throw money at it. I've heard the same multiple times. I originally heard it from Chris Cresser, but I don't think he's the original person to say it. Just who I heard it from originally. You can't you can't out supplement a bad diet and lifestyle, yeah. right? Like you can't continue to make uh, choices that are probably not ideal for your health, the goal, your health goals, and and just be like, I'll just supplement. I'll just take that. Adaptogens will save me. No, they won't. They're helpful. They're a band-aid. They're wonderful when you need them. But if you're not going to make any changes, then you're going to always get the same. It, it's it's funny because, you know, I I always, I, I joke, just uh, I don't take myself that seriously. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like I, I joke that I have a background in bro science, which um, is not really untrue. Um, <laughs> You know, like, like I, I was selling supplements at GNC when I was 18 years old. Yeah. And I was spending pretty much my entire paycheck on said mysterious concoctions on the, the shelves of such GNC. Um, and so, like, you know, that's, that's like meathead science 101, right? Like, uh, how do you jack up your testosterone? Go do some deadlifts, bruh. You know, like, do you even lift those those heavy weights? And so, like, I got tired of, of being a trainer and nutritionist because I was tired and living in this world that it was just like, it was just about working out, eating chicken and broccoli that you microwaved in plastic, um, right? Like, I got, I got tired of that. And so then I, I ventured, I was like, okay, well, assuming that we have the fundamentals of, of sleep and stress management and community and exercise you know assuming that we actually have the fundamentals and you're still dysfunctional then and you know so then i shifted a lot 
And I found myself actually, you know, in the past few years, I was like, okay, well now I'm like really niche down where my whole life centers around mold and these people are really sick and they don't have any fundamentals. And on top of that, they've been living in a moldy house. Right. So, you know, to your point, if we kind of combine like Carrie's list with, with um, Jess's list and um, the holistic savage list and whatever, it's kind of like, all right, you know, the found that foundation is like 80, 90% of the equation. It's like, and then if, if you're doing all of that well, and this is, I always say, we need less biohacking and more behavior modification, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you can't out supplement a bad lifestyle and diet. And of course that's where, yeah, I mean, how, how many with 88% of American uh, Americans are metabolically ill, how many of us really have like a solid lifestyle foundation? But then, yeah, you start factoring in like, okay, well, high toxic load and EMF burden, nutrient deficiencies, right? Like we're right. the most overweight population on the planet, yet we're also really malnourished. Like mm -hmm. just doesn't even seem like that's very paradoxical. Or po how is it possible? But yep, there yeah, it is. Right. You know, so yeah. I, I, a lot in, that's kind of the world I live living in. It's like, all right, well, you have all these nutrient deficiencies. You have all these naughty microbes, as I like to call them, you have all this toxic mm -hmm. burden, you've got all this stress. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to start? That's where I think it helps to have a practitioner to guide you, right? That's where I think it helps, helps to have a practitioner guide, to guide you. Because I fully appreciate all the people out there doing it on their own. They are educating themselves, they're learning, um, and, and but if you're and they're trying one thing at a time you know i have i have women that write me and go you know because of you i started implementing this and i love it and now i'm implementing this and this is going well and then i'm going to implement this once i get there and so they're just picking they're just literally to go back to the dart throwing the dart they're literally like oh okay today we're going to start you know drinking more water and you know next week we're going to start dry skin brushing and the week after that i'm going to start on five minutes of meditation and the week after that like they're just seeing things like i can do that i can implement that in my life let's add that to my list and but in and, and see how i feel and if it doesn't feel good then don't do it right like move on to the next thing on the list and and see if it works but if you're a, somebody who um maybe has tried a lot of these things or maybe you're thought you know just like I would hire uh, maybe a therapist for my mental health, a, a coach for like when I go to the gym, a trainer, I'm, I'm gonna hire a practitioner who's gonna, who's gonna guide me through this because they're gonna be able to step back with no bias because they're not in my head all the time and go, you know what? It sounds to me like we need to start here and then, and then work backwards. And I wish that's how maybe modern day medicine taught, was taught, worked with people. We need conventional medicine. We need emergency medicine. We need antibiotics. Time and a place, 100%. But for the average chronic disease person to only get six to eight minutes in a, in a healthcare visit, in a walk-in clinic, in an urgent care, like it's, you, we just, there's just, it, that's just not possible. Like that's just not going to serve the needs of that person. So that's why it's really nice to have people like you and me and those in the functional field to go, you know, I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help guide you and suggest and, and move you along the, the right way. So that's where I say, where do you start? Where do you start? If you're not overwhelmed and you're excited to try, start trying. Because like you said earlier, we're all basically saying the same thing at the fundamentals. If you're feeling overwhelmed, we got you. <laughs> we, we have people for you and we will help coach and guide you so that you don't have to 
maybe make the decision. Let us take the 360, the 360, you know, view of everything. I got you, boo. I got you, boo. I got, I got your you, back. Boo. I will say, and I, I, I should have said this in the beginning, um, just for people, like for people who know your history, or maybe somebody who's listening to this, maybe saw the title, Hormones and Mental Health, and um, and, and you are suicidal, like, the, the, please get help, right? Like, please reach out, please, please, um, if you're suicidal, don't think necessarily like, oh, well, getting sunshine, you know, getting, sleeping with, wearing blue light blocking glasses is is going to fix this because I think as you know it's it's that's a much bigger deal than the fundamentals are very important but if you're already to the point where you're feeling suicidal reach out get help yeah, right good point Hey guys, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all so much for listening to the Holistic Savage podcast. We on the Holistic Savage team all really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help the podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, help get the word out. And now back to the show. I, you know, I saw uh, Dr. Um, how do you pronounce your name? Gabrielle Leon? Oh, Lion. 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 Yes. Oh, so it's Dr. actually Lion. It's literally Lion. lion. <laughs> so, Gabrielle Lion. Yes. Yes. Such a lion. Like the animal. <laughs> yeah. You know, she, she had a good post. Um, she was talking about, you know, the, the treatment should should match the, like the intensity of the treatment should match yeah. the severity of the, and I, I really liked what, what she was, what she was, I really like her style of how she, you know, she does a good job with like still kind of that conventional groundedness with a, um, you know, with a certain, you know, metabolic fitness spin on it. Um, yeah. So I, I like, I like that style. I like that angle. And, and, you know, with all of this, um, almost like a side note, I'm really glad you said what you said as far as like, you know, work with a professional, right? And unfortunately, this is a little bit of a side effect, it seems, from this weird social media world that we live in, because I, I can only imagine what you deal with. And you know, <laughs> we're, these I don't think people realize it's like when you have a, a, a sizable platform, there's a lot of, um, you know, boundary holding and kind of mm-hmm. unspoken battles behind the scenes. And, you know, people can say some pretty awful things. But part of that too, my point being, you know, seriously, like get, get professional help. Like, you know, when, when my car, I, I, I'm not a handyman. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a one trick basic white boy pony and I'm not too proud to admit it. But like when my car is making weird sounds, do you think I'm going to try to like Google and reverse engineer that? You, like, you, don't, you don't just throw somebody a comment in Instagram and ask them what you, what you should do. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't just DM somebody to be like, yeah. hey, my car is making this sound on the left side. It does this. Can you just tell me what to do for free? Right. Yeah. There's a lot of entitlement behavior going on. And it's hard because it's like, you know, like you and I, we spend so much time creating this content, posting mm-hmm. it, pouring it out. And, you know, some people, they're beautiful. They're like, you're yeah. amazing. Thank you so much. Like, this is life-changing. But then you get those people like, meh, 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 meh. like, you, you're, you should give me more. It's not fair that you're not 
what it's not fair that we're not giving away everything in our brain for free that we worked really hard to like right check yourself right. before right. you wreck yourself right <laughs> you yeah. know Tina Moore she, she's savage she doesn't know she's <laughs> she is a savage right you think you savage no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no she no. is a savage no, no, no. I love her yeah um I do I see two sides and I'm sure you would maybe would agree with me I see sheer desperation yeah right people are writing people are commenting and they are not getting the help they need wherever they are they're desperate for help and they're they're um, it's not entitled they're just desperate yeah and then there I do see um, people who uh, I don't, I'm not quite sure how to say like they they live in their victimness um, you're not giving me enough information you won't answer my question you won't tell me exactly what I need to do in the comments um, that's not good enough you know be like oh I just answered that two posts ago just go back no I need you to answer the you know like answer me specifically um, or or no I don't you know like that won't work for me. I'm not going to do that. I don't have time for that. I don't have energy for that. Like that doesn't work in my life. Fine. <laughs> it, like it's free content on a free platform. It, it the, 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 I, I can't help you. If you don't want to help yourself and if you don't want to take the time, this is your health we're talking about, not mine, yours. So if you don't want to take the time to go back to posts, to do some reading, to do some looking up, um, I can't, I, there's no, literally nothing I can do. Literally nothing I can do about that. I'm, I'm not the I'm not the platform for you. I yeah. just, I'd suggest you find somebody else. The people who are desperate, though, I have a very a whole different compassion for because I know they're trying to find help. They're trying to seek a practitioner. They're trying to get answers. They feel like crap, and they don't have any other choice but to go into the Instagram comments and DMs and um, and ask, you know, and ask because they're not getting the answers elsewhere. Um, which in it, you and I living in the functional world, I it's sometimes blinders on of like, ah, oh, it's functional medicine's everywhere. And then, and then I talk to my non-functional friends, my parents, um, you know, my, my stepkids and I'm like, oh, it's, you have no idea. Like you, oh, <laughs> hmm. Okay. That's right. I, this is the world I do 24 seven, but it's not the world you have very much access to at all. So. I routinely try to remember that. It, I don't always remember that, but I try. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I shamelessly admit I, I have built my little functional world bubble and I really like my little functional world bubble. Right. Um, but this is also, you know, where, um, you know, the, the light side of social media, it, it does. It gives us the ability to share a lot of, you know, good, dense, empowering uh, information, and we're able to, you know, potentially reach and, and, and help a lot of people that way. But, you know, I, I previously created, I have a lot of free guides, and one of the ones, which that kills me when, when people are nagging at me, and, and I don't have tolerance, I will just delete the comment and block people, I just don't care. <laughs> I, I don't, I just can't. Yeah, You know, yeah. energy vampires, yeah. but, you know, because it's like, if you're nagging at me, when literally it's like, there's a link to an entire library of free content if you just used my LinkedIn profile, but you know, so there's that kind of stuff. But one of the free guides that I made that was like, um, I created top 10 physiological and top 10 psychological, you know, reasons or contributors to, you know, mental health dysfunction. And in the psychological, it was not one of my more popular guides, but in the, the psychological, I listed victim mentality, you know, mm. to, to your point, right? Like, um, 
there's so much to be you know said about that and that kind of opens the door for like neuroplasticity and stuff but it's like if it's it's remarkable where you see people like david goggins is a cool example what a badass that dude um what a savage you know that guy like people that have actually had a hard life mm -hmm. people that have experienced some shit mm -hmm. um they're often some of the most assuming they made it assuming they yeah. made it through and they survived and they transcended and they overcame you know sir school survive evade you know resist escape sort of thing um if assume they made it they are some of the the wisest most mature most humble most resilient individuals but then you know so many people and i'm you know this is a podcast it's not directed at anybody but so many people, you know, they get so triggered easily and, and it's like they're choosing to drown in two feet of water. And it's like, you know, if you if you just stood just up stood and up. said, you know, thrown that fit, just that victim mentality. And, you know, so that's where that that ego work and, you know, inner child work, whatever you want to call it. Of, right. You know, how, how could you possibly ever heal and work through all these layers when, yeah, you know, you're griping on an Instagram comment. Right. So right. I'm glad you mentioned the victim stuff. Yeah, and you it's you can, um, you know, it's definitely, I think, hard for a lot of people to see. Um, but as an, an, I don't know about outsider, but as, this, as the person running the Instagram account and having seen patients for years and years, I can, in the comment or in the DM or whatever it is, I'm like, oh, you're not ready yet. Like, or like, you know, you're still, you don't actually want to change. You don't, you don't, you say you do, but like, it's pretty obvious as somebody who's seen patients for years around hormone stuff, you don't actually want to change. So that's fine. I'm not your platform and I'm going to put all my attention to the people who want to learn and are excited and are, you know, baby steps to get, reach their goals. That's what I'm here for. Absolutely. Well, I know your, your time is extremely valuable and as much as I wish I could keep you all day, but... I heard <laughs> the word on the street is you're talking about um, mitochondria and, and hormones at, at an upcoming conference. What's what I am. Yes. So the mitochondria, the mighty mitochondria. We all learned in school our mitochondria are cellular powerhouses because they make ATP. But the mitochondria is really where the magic starts for all your hormone production as well. And what's so interesting is I had a, I was talking about mitochondria on Instagram. And I had a well-meaning gentleman write in the comments publicly and say, Dr. Jones, it disappoints, disappoints me that you've gotten caught up in the mitochondria bandwagon um, when I think you should stick to like the, the adrenal cells themselves. And I was like, oh, oh, it's the mitochondria in the adrenal cells that make the hormone. It's the mitochondria in the ovarian cells that make the hormones. It's the mitochondria in the testicular cells that make the hormones. In the cells, it's not a bandwagon. It's literally physiology of how it works. So when you make a hormone, you have your first step, believe it, is this thing called star and star binds to cholesterol. That's the first step and you become magically transforms into pregnenolone. And all of that happens in the mitochondria of the cell you're going to make the hormone. Mitochondria, or excuse me, pregnenolone then leaves the mitochondria and goes next door to the endoplasmic reticulum. And that's where you make progesterone or testosterone or estrogen. But if your cortisol 
you then, you actually go over and to make pregnenolone progesterone and then what's called 11-deoxycortisol, and then you come back into the mitochondria and become cortisol. So this is important to know if you are struggling to make your hormones, any of them, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, cortisol, that the production starts in the mitochondria. And if you're a cortisol, it starts and it stops there, it, it, and then it gets released. So our mitochondria are, um, they're divas, they're fragile little beings, and they don't like a lot of stuff in life, and <laughs> like us humans, they're like the canary in the coal mine. They don't like toxins and they don't like mold and you know they don't like stress and you know they don't like lack of sunshine they love sunshine and and they don't they don't like all these things and so um it's important that we get our mitochondria healthy quite honestly so that we can make proper hormones inside them now mitochondria do a whole host of other things i'm just zeroing in on the hormone production so that's what my webinar is on is that how we work specifically right in the little mighty mighty mitochondria so that we have healthy cortisol we have healthy testosterone we have healthy estrogen and progesterone this sounds like a pretty gangster presentation you know and the cool thing is your mitochondria i mean they're divas right they're totally and i say diva because we get them from our mother's side um way 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 predominantly there's a very rare occasion let's paternal um, but maternal um but they they react well to things like red and near-infrared light therapy. They they react well to deep breathing exercises. They react well to exercise such as weightlifting. They react well to cold. Now I mentioned cold but earlier, but cold um, does two things for the mitochondria. Cold, um, like cold showers, cold plunges, what have you. It, it builds resiliency, but it also um, activates, we have a lot of mitochondria in our brown fat um, and mitochondria make energy. And they also make heat, thermogenesis. And so the act of shivering activates our mitochondria. So when you shiver, um, it does help. It, that means your mitochondria have like turned on and they're doing their and they're doing their little job. So um, cold can help with two different ways. And so it, it, it's sunshine. I said sunshine, red and near infrared. So these, and then there's a whole host of nutrients that help the you know the mitochondria. And eliminating the toxins so it's a lot of things we've already talked about when it comes to hormones and, and mental health and what have you from a very high level perspective but from a very 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 microscopic tiny level perspective that's what the mitochondria like and it's what they want like you actually have um, like, like you have a receptor in your mitochondria that's a photoreceptor so red near infrared you know sunlight that's what it activates the photo the, the ray of light actually activates this receptor and helps. I think that's the coolest thing. Uh, proper oxygenation is important for our mitochondria. It needs oxygen. I mean, everything in our body needs oxygen, but the mitochondria really do. So deep breathing exercises. Who knew? Don't sleep, don't like correct your sleep apnea. Don't breathe through your mouth. Check yourself if you're snoring. These things, right? Again, free, cheap, and easy, but it can make a huge difference. Mouth taping. I've had more people get into mouth taping you don't know what mouth taping is, look it up. And they're like, oh my gosh, I have so much energy in the morning now. I sleep so much better. I had no idea that being a mouth breather was screwing me up. Like, I know. And their mouth tape is cheap. It's amazing. So that's, that's what my lecture is about. And then to go deep into some of the nutrients that are important, some of the B vitamins, CoQ10, some of the, you know, iron. Your mitochondria need iron, so all the women who are iron deficient, iron anemic, can cause a problem.
so cool. I love I it. I know. And it's that the nature pointing us back to, to science, like, uh, or, or uh, the science pointing us back to nature. Of, mm -hmm. You know, because it's like when I hear, like, oh, heat shock proteins or cold shock, you know, all these cool things. And it's like, so, you know, what becomes the takeaway of like, uh, it seems like the meat suit wants to be exposed to the natural elements. Right. Maybe there's there's something to, you know, be be said for that. Again, it's just like, oh, we got to find a modernized way to, to live our more primal, primal roots, primal, primal right. way of living. But, you know, that that's the that is the beautiful thing about functional medicine biohacking is, yeah, you know, we get into all these technical sciences and it's like, Oh, actually, I mean, I don't need to necessarily take 50 supplements all the time. Like, I can, you know, <laughs> tape my spouse's mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> but for science. Yeah. Uh, it's maybe I'm, helping helping your oxygen. I'm helping your oxygen. I'm helping your, your mitochondria. It's really... <laughs> promise. And then your husband's like... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, yes. you know, I am planning on being uh, front row uh for for a and p and man i hope it's live i'll be honest people yeah, i hope we'll it's see. live it's supposed to be in july in in uh, phoenix which sounds miserable to a lot of people it'll be 120 degrees and i don't care i will be there i'm so excited oh absolutely it was like negative 10 here in kansas for a couple oh. of weeks so i'm just like 120 that sounds yeah. nice <laughs> there's a pool we'll be fine it, it does it, stuff for your it helps resiliency proteins. right it's the heat shock protein totally. yeah yeah. Mitogenesis. Heat check 70. Heat check 70 is the better one. We Science. want that one. Science. Yeah. Um, we did it for a second. Um, yeah, I hope it is in person, but either way, uh, I'm planning on scurrying up there, kick it with you and, and Tina. Maybe I love we it. Get Ryan to cook us a cool meal. He seems like quite the. the like, apparently better than Tina. What, what can he <laughs> not <cook>? do? <laughs> I know. I know, right? I know. Yeah. Uh, I love them. But um, Carrie, I. This was such a pleasure and, and really an excuse for me to get to hang out with my favorite people. And, you oh, know, Christ. we we got spoiled there in 2019 because I felt like I was seeing you like every other month in 2019. And yeah. Now here we are. Um, you know, it's been a good full year since since that cute <laughs> IHS pick. So, yeah, it's um, been a long time, a yeah. long time. It's weird. It's, it's, it's been a minute. We are, I won't even know what to do on an airplane anymore. So Yeah, I I, I never know what to do anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making up every day. Um, but I, I truly I can't wait to see you. I, and uh, yeah. sorry that you've had a bummer day. I hope this made it a little bit. Oh, hundred percent. Are you I kidding? Agree. I love talking with you all the time. Glad to yeah. see your face and hopefully I'll see you in July. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm always here, sending you a lot of love and just hit me up anytime. I, I've I got appreciate you. that. I've got you, boo. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> All right, Carrie, I'll let you get back to your day, but uh, All right, thank you. All right, thanks. Okay, bye.